Welcome to the Launch University Podcast, turning good intentions into reality in your career, business, and life. Here's your host, David Farmer. Hey, Launch University listeners, want to thank you so much for tuning in again, uh, for being part of the tribe, and we are thrilled today to talk to you about elevating your thinking. How can you adopt an enterprise mindset? And I've got my good friend and Launch University mentor, Shane Bitson, with us. So, Shane. Hey, David. Welcome. Great to be with you today. That's yeah. going to be a fun conversation. Yeah, this is today. We're, we're going to talk about how you think about not only your business or the enterprise, but how you think about your work. And you go, well, well, what's the difference? So, Shane, I'm just going to ask you, what is the difference? If I say, what's the difference between thinking about uh, your work and thinking about the business? Well, I think for most of us, and intuitively, it's the difference between working on specific work related to maybe your department, your sub-department, versus thinking about or working on work that collectively helps the organization or the enterprise. And so oftentimes what I have found, and I think many of us have found, is if you're not careful, you get those those like blinders on where you're really focused, you're going hard after what it is that you're responsible for. But if you don't take a second and pull up or a couple moments to pull up and think about how that's going to impact the enterprise, that, that can hurt. That can actually hurt the enterprise, but also can actually, you know, maybe hold you back as a leader and where you're trying to go if you're not thinking about the collective whole and you're just focused on your individual piece of that. Yeah, I want to talk about an application in, in two scenarios. One is you're part of a larger organization, and we, we like to talk about how we're reaching out to intrapreneurs, which we define as people that are really working to bring about change and transformation in the context of a, an, an existing organization, maybe a longer, oh, excuse me, a larger one. So you've got to think about your role in this large organization, but also pull up and think about the business as a whole if you really, really want to add value. But I think it applies if you're an entrepreneur as well. You buy that? Oh, absolutely. I buy that. And I think it it translates not only to you if, let's say, you've you've just started and it's you and maybe a, a couple other people, but if you don't every so often pull up and think about the greater enterprise and where you're trying to go and what objective you're trying to reach collectively, you may get lost in the weeds on what you're working on individually. Yeah. Let's let's say I've launched a photography business and I'm super passionate about photography. Great. You, you want to geek out on all things related to photography, but at some point, if you're going to thrive, you do have to think about the business and that may not always be is as exciting or even in your sweet spot, but it's going to be important if you're going to stay healthy and grow and thrive. I mean, and this is one of those topics that we often get questions about. You know, um, I've got a responsibility, I've got a task or a job to do, and remind me what I need to do to think about the enterprise a little bit more and why is that important? Um, because you, if, you're, if, you're le- if we're left our own devices, we like crank out our work, we clock out and we go home, what we're going to encourage encourage you to do is just think a little bit more about how your work translates or connects to the overall enterprise. And we think by doing that, it can actually help you be more successful. Yep. 
All right. So as some of our listeners may know, Shane and I actually both work with Chick-fil-A in different roles. And Shane has a really unique role. Part of his responsibility is he leads organizational planning for the entire business, our our support center, where we support all of our restaurant operators. And that's become a, a interesting and challenging role because fortunately, we're experiencing a lot of growth right now. With the growth comes challenges. We love those kind of challenges, but they're challenges nonetheless. So one of the things Shane is doing is he's trying to help leadership within the organization um, elevate our own thinking so that we can be good leaders. And to that end, just recently, you took a lot of our leadership team up to Harvard, and we had a three-day experience at the Harvard Business School where we had to get in the classroom, go through a number of cases— I even have Get cold called. That's right. Cold call is when you don't raise your hand, the uh, professor. These, these are, let me just say. These when you are, have that deer in the headlights look that you might remember from college and the professor calls on you, that's what a cold call is. Yeah. And these were awesome professors. Yeah, they're awesome. Unbelievable. So I even, you can go to the Launch University Instagram page and see a picture that I took and we posted of Shane at, at the head of the class helping to lead conversation at Harvard Business School. So. Dude, you're legit. That didn't last long. It did not last long. I was quickly pulled off stage. But that kind of got us thinking about this topic, because while we were up there, we were talking about, in the Chick-fil-A context, having an enterprise mindset. How do we elevate our own thinking? So talk a little bit about what even led you and your team to think, oh, we got we, we got to go there. Well, you know, I, I think first and foremost, I mean, humbly, this happens to all of us. And when you're you're vested in the work that you're doing, and it's important work that you're doing. Every so often, it's important to pull your head up and look across the entire business or organization that you're working with and ask the question, okay, how am I helping the greater organization? And so that really was the experience that we try to create at uh, Harvard Business School, and it was really fundamentally around this question around as each of us as leaders, how are we helping the overall organization? And are we talking about that enough? So one of the kind, there were a lot of things that we learned. I mean, we spent a good amount of time talking about a variety of topics. But one that stuck out to me was this idea around T-shaped leadership. And so I want you to think about a T. And I want you to think about the horizontal axis of that T being, think, broad. That's the the broad um, scope of the business. That would represent the enterprise. And really what that represents is our willingness to reach out across departments, to reach out across influencers and have more conversation around how is the work that we're doing helping or not helping the organization. So the first thing you need to think about is broad. So so I got to get out of my lane or my silo and think about the business from a completely different perspective, perhaps. Absolutely. I'm going to give you a very tactical way to think about doing this. So the next time you're in a meeting and somebody asks you to talk about the work that you're working on, take just a second and think about how you might be able to rephrase the question to ask a larger, broader question about how that impacts the enterprise. Because if we're not careful, we actually are brought into meetings to talk about our expertise 
However, we don't pull up and think about, okay, am I open to listening to a variety of uh, conversations here to really broaden my thinking and have a willingness? Do I have a willingness to reach out and not be so adamant about my initiative or my, my work being at the forefront as much as I am, how is this impacting the whole? Yeah. So this this bigger idea of being broad, that horizontal T-line being the willingness to reach out, I want you to think about that. And then the vertical line is really this idea of going deep. So it's broad and deep. And deep is really the commitment to getting really good at your craft, the commitment of going deep in your expertise. So I want you to, uh, again, maybe you're in marketing or maybe you're in finance or IT or legal. Your ability to go deep and to understand that subject matter is really, really important. However, if you don't have the combination of the two, you may be lacking as a leader, um, and you may, you might miss the opportunity to continue to advance in your organization because it's the combination of the two that's really important. Your ability to understand your craft as well as the ability to reach out across the organization and know how your work is going to impact and affect the overall enterprise. So one of my observations is early in a career, you may be a lot more focused on that uh, vertical axis, subject matter expertise, contribution within your your sort of lane. If you're going to grow and add more and more value to the business, though, you've got to get outside of that. And, yep. you, and, and we see that here at Chick-fil-A. Our most senior leaders, they actually spend a portion of their time thinking about the functional area they're asked to, to work in and lead in, but they have to spend an increasing amount of time thinking about the the business holistically, thinking about how they're, like in, in our case, how my work might uh, connect to your work. And that's where you've got to have a lot of give and take, right? It's not just about defending your work. It's thinking about the best combination for the good of the enterprise. Yeah, so bottom line, the concept is go broad and continue to go deep. The willingness to reach out and your commitment to be an expert in your field. Okay, there's another concept that emerged, and I got to tell the listeners, we're sort of, we're on this journey ourselves, so we said, hey, let's just share with the listeners what we're going through in the moment and hope that they can benefit from, from it as well. So one of the things we've talked about a little bit is uh, this idea of incumbent versus insurgent. Can you unpack that for us? Yeah, well, this came out of a book called The Founder's Mentality. And really, the underlying concept of this is as you continue to grow a business and as an enterprise grows, and you may be in a business right now that's growing pretty extensively right now, and if you're not careful, and when I say careful, I want to be careful with actually what I'm saying there because as you continue to develop as an organization, you become the incumbent. Let me give you some examples of that. Like right now, Amazon would be the incumbent. They are the leader in online shopping. I think we would all agree to that. If you think back years ago, places like Sears were the incumbent. Yep. Kodak was the incumbent. Yep. Blockbuster was the incumbent. And here's the challenge when you lose the founder's mentality, and the founder's mentality is all about being an insurgent. If you think about any kind of startup, for those of you that are, are listening and you're in startup mode, you're, you actually have, it, you almost can't turn it off. You have this insurgent mentality to go out and take market share and change the market, and you're thinking about new and innovative ways to do that. So you have this insurgent mentality. What the founder's mentality is, how do you become the incumbent 
but at the same time keep an insurgent mentality. And part of the reason that I think this is so important for enterprise thinking is as leaders, even though we're part of established organizations, and we may be a part of these really big departments that just seem to work and you know you, they just have systems and processes if you're not out there pushing the limits or th- creatively thinking about new ideas that could help the organization you're missing the opportunity to maintain this insurgent mentality and it really is the beauty of both of these having an insurgent mentality within an incumbent type of uh, environment so go back to our example of what happened to blockbuster yeah. They lost their insurgent mentality. Netflix was the insurgent. Yep. And Blockbuster, if they would have maintained this insurgent mentality of thinking about what's the next level, maybe we should start shipping DVDs. Oh, maybe we should do online videos. Oh, maybe we should get into the online cre- our content creation business. Netflix, and if they're not careful, Netflix will become the incumbent. And if they lose their insurgent mentality, that's when disaster is imminent. And so for a business, your role in this is really, really important. It's like, think about, okay, if you're the incumbent, how do you maintain that insurgent mentality? Well, I think about the even the uh, Amazon example that you listed. So I might say they're the incumbent if it comes to books online, because that's just that happens to be where they started. But I feel like they're the insurgent in a lot of new businesses that they're Absolutely. you know, web hosting services. They're a lot of food, you know, they bought Whole Foods. I think they're doing they're looking at a lot of food delivery type work. I think in a lot of other spaces they are very much still the insurgent. So it's still well, I've been pleasantly surprised by a Walmart strategy as of late, because you could say, for all intents and purposes, they, they they are the incumbent when it comes to destination shopping and home goods. What they've recently done in regards to insurgency is they've figured out a way to tap into this market of being able to pick up your groceries or pick up your items there on curbside. And so online ordering ahead of time, allowing the consumer to pull up to Walmart, you've seen probably some of their ads and the like, that's a great example of the marrying of these two. If you're not careful and you're Walmart and you just assume what is will always be, again, disaster is imminent and it will begin to happen because you don't have that insurgent mentality. That's good. All right. I'm going to go back to this gathering that we had up at Harvard a few weeks back, and we had representatives from most of the key functions across our business, all of them with you know, significant portfolio of work they're trying to do, all good stuff. And we recognize, wow, if we're going to be most effective as an organization, there's some ingredients that we need that are built into our plan. And you're helping to lead planning. So I'm going to tee this up and ask you just to kind of unpack it a little bit for us. But some of the words we've used are we need clarity, we need focus, and we need alignment. And that's sort of emerged. We were studying other organizations in the case study, trying to extract lessons that they've that, you know, that we take from their story and apply to ours. We're we're working on plans. I think this is true for us, but even if I'm I might be a startup and I feel like I still need clarity, focus, and alignment. Talk about what those words mean and how those words can color our thinking uh, as business leaders. Well, I Thanks for asking, David. I think that it's first and foremost, it's really important to think about why is this important as an enterprise? And well, how does this help your your personal enterprise thinking? 
Uh, the reason I think it's important is really the definitions around clarity, focus, and alignment. And so first, really, clarity is all about where are we headed? As a department, as a business, how does our department ladder up to the overall enterprise? And most importantly, where are we headed? Where is what's that direction? So if you're a leader out there and you're thinking about you, you, you maybe you don't know the answer to that question, I'd continually ask it. Hey, how does my work play or how is it a part of where we are headed? Um, getting clarity around that, I think really can help you not only do your own work, but also have a sense of where are we trying to take the business right now. So anytime you're with a leader, um, anytime we're together as leaders, we need to be asking this question. Are we clear about where we're headed? Is another way to potentially ask that question, what does success look like too? Absolutely. Because I hear that, that question thrown out. So what's success? Yeah, where are we going? Another way to ask that is, uh, okay, what does it look like for us to compete and win? Like being super clear about how you get there. What's your core strategy for how you compete and win in the marketplace? A lot of things go around clarity, but it really is fundamentally at the heart of it. It's like, okay, where are we headed? Yeah. Secondly is focus. Um, and focus really is all about this idea of what are we going to do to get there? So if you're clear about where you're headed, focus is what are the two or three or four priorities that we're setting as an organization to get there? And how can I help as an individual in helping get move those along? Um, and oftentimes, I think these are good questions to ask personally. I think they're really good questions to ask as a department and at the highest level as an enterprise you probably ought to know the answer to those. And that's really your ability to go broad, as we were talking earlier. Do you know, as an organization, where you're headed and what it's what they're doing to get there? And then that that clues you into what your part of that may be. And true confession, I, I think this is probably where we struggle the most. We have so many great opportunities and awesome ideas trying to lock it down uh, the, the the critical few is really really hard oh it's the most challenging thing that we're dealing with right now because I yeah. think we're, we're we're pretty clear about where we're headed yeah I agree but there's a hundred ways to get there yeah and we've got to have the due diligence and the discipline and the accountability actually to layering into that okay what are the critical few and yeah. we use a phrase a lot uh, around you know the office quite honestly it's like what can you say no to that's less important so you can say yes to that's most important? And that's, I think, a really critical aspect of this. Like, what can you say no to so that you can say yes to the most important? Our uh, good friend David Sayers like to say, edit to amplify. Absolutely. Uh, shuck the list down a little yep. bit to, to extract maximum value out of the things you sort of pick up on. Yeah. So, all right, so that's clarity, that's focus. And then we've got alignment. How do you ensure we're doing this together? And so that really comes together with having regular conversation and communication about, okay, as a reminder, where are we headed? Okay, what are we doing to get there? And then how are we doing this together? Uh, for me, that takes shape. And I think for a lot of leaders, that takes shape in the form of huddles or maybe even stand-up meetings, um, organizational meetings where you're thinking about, okay, are we aligned? Is everybody pulling on the same rope here? Uh, because if we're not, we're, we, we have a tendency to get distracted. So those are those three concepts. And then, and David, I love the way you, you always seem to throw in another lesson that you've learned, and you've added this additional term around accountability. So clarity, focus, alignment, 
and then accountability. Tell us what you mean by that. Well, um, someone suggested that I read a book, and it's called Get a Grip. I think there's a, a, a sequel to that book called Traction as well. I haven't read Traction, but I, I just recently read Get a Grip. Get a Grip is one of these business fable books where they tell a story. In this case, it's about a software technology consulting firm. And they're trying to get their leaders to adopt an enterprise mindset and not just think about their respective functions, finance, marketing, IT, as you said earlier, but think, how are we going to really get clear on what we want collectively as a business? How are we going to get there? So they introduce what they call an entrepreneurial operating system, EOS. So it's really good. A lot of new terms, uh, but accountability is a big part of that. And so they have a guy who comes in to sort of coach them through it. They're getting clarity. They're getting focused. They're getting alignment. And then he's really holding them accountable to the progress. But in this story, and I think it would probably pay, pay off in real life as well, they're making huge traction. And uh, as well, they're not spending a lot of sideways energy on things that don't seem to matter. So you, you take a lot of what we've just been talking about and, again, go back to two scenarios. One is I'm a leader in an existing business, larger business. other scenario might be I'm an entrepreneur. You've got to think holistically about uh, the business, the enterprise. And a big part of that is how can you get your team, or if you own your own little business, everybody that's part of that business, super clear about what success looks like, super focused on the most important things you guys can do, Everybody aligned around that, and then what system of accountability might you have to, to ensure everybody's delivering? So a- another book that's a favorite of mine is Measure What Matters Most, or Measure What Matters, I think is the title of it. And they introduce a concept called OKRs, Objectives, and Key Results. But here's the essence of this, and I think it's really important, especially if you're helping in a department or a specific initiative. There's a key concept in accountability. It's called the humility and transparency of being wrong or admitting failure, too. And that is a part of accountability. So the best way you can help an organization is to say that I'm actually behind in something or I need help in an area. So I want to encourage you to, as leaders out there, to be thinking about how can you just own up to, hey, what the stuff that I'm working on, I don't have the resources right now to actually help the organization as much as I'd like to, but being open and transparent about that is really what accountability is all about. Yeah. So as as we kind of wrap the conversation up, a couple things. One, we've referenced some books. If you're working out right now, don't come off the uh, elliptical. Stay there. We'll go. go we'll check. put them in the show notes. We'll put them right? in the show notes. Go to launchuniversity.com, and we'll post it all yeah. right there. And if you're driving, same thing. We'll, we'll take care of that for you. So there's always good resources you can find there. Um, but I want you to leave our listeners with some good questions, Shane, that they may want to just ask to sort of assess, where am I? Where's Where's the next good opportunity for me? Well, and, and go back to something David said earlier, um, these are questions I'm personally wrestling with right now. So I don't have the answer necessarily, but I do want you to know, I feel like these questions are really, really good as we talk about the ability to elevate your thinking, to adopt more of an enterprise mindset. But I referenced these on a previous podcast, but these came from our president of Chick-fil-A, Tim DeSopolis. Huge shout out to Tim. Uh, I love the way he leads the the organization. And And he left these questions with us as leaders. And he said, what's important for the business? So as you're thinking about the role that you play, a question that can elevate your thinking is this first question around what's important for the business right now. 
And I'd challenge you to to answer it from your vantage point, from your point of view, and have that conversation with your leader. I mean, because I think that's another way to gain alignment uh, in the work that you're doing. So what's important for the business? The second question is, what's my responsibility? What's my responsibility as it relates to what's important to the business? Um, If you'll spend some time really thinking about that, the answer to that question, I think it can help you lead better in your organization and be a better enterprise thinker. And then third, what should my personal mindset be? So my challenge, and I think David and I's challenge to you today, as you get done with your workout or as you jump out of the car, is to think about how can I elevate my thinking to be more of an enterprise thinker as I open the door and walk in the office today? What does that look like? What's my personal mindset need to be in order to do that? And am I working on those things? So answering these three things, these three questions, what's important for the business? What's my responsibility? And what should my personal mindset be? I actually think can help us all of us elevate our thinking and be more of an enterprise thinker and yeah, leader. That's great. And if, if as I'm coaching folks and they want to figure out how can they grow in their career, I always say, well, how are you going to add more value? Oh, that's good. All right, so uh, you get to find value is what's your contribution relative to what you're paid or compensated? So if you can get that numerator up, you know, over time you're going to be rewarded. You're probably going to be given the opportunity to take on more responsibility. So when you think about value, you're going to add more value if you think bigger, if you can adopt some of this. I also think these concepts are true if you're struggling. Go back to clarity, focus, alignment, accountability. If you lock in on some of that, revisit that, you'll probably be able to uh, take performance that's not what it needs to be, move it in a better direction. But I think it's also true if you're doing great. Like there's so much good stuff going on here at Chick Fil A, but we need it because the, um, the sometimes the abundance lets you stray a little bit because you've got a little bit of license to do so, and that can be unhealthy as well. So yeah. All right. Hey, so let me just close up by saying this. We are so grateful that you spend time with us. Uh, we do invite you to go to the website, launchuniversity.com. Uh, check it out. We've got resources there for you. And just to encourage you, share the podcast with somebody. I literally go up to folks at times and they go, well, how do you find it? And I say, can I borrow your phone? Take them to their podcast button. I will subscribe them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to do it. Yeah. It's free, right? No harm done. So we encourage you just to help spread the word. We're grateful for you. Feel free also just to share feedback with us. Uh, we love hearing the stories about what's going on in your world, whether you're an entrepreneur or an intrapreneur. Nonetheless, we hope you're out there just taking huge ground. You're building things that matter and you're finding ways to sustain them. Thanks so. for being launchers. That's it. Absolutely. All right, guys. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Launch University podcast. We hope it's helped you move from go-getter to difference maker. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. For more helpful resources, visit launchuniversity.com.